Hey everyone, we have a really fun episode this week. If you have been listening for any amount of time, you would know that Tara Lynn, Caitlin, and I love reading, we love books, and we love finding really either fun or books for our kids that we can teach with or any any just combination of goodness in a book for kids is the best way to cultivate that love for reading. Um, so this episode, we wanted to share some of our favorite books for teaching our kids or books that we just really enjoy with them. Um, when we were recording this episode, we had some audio technical difficulties. So the, we lost the first 10 minutes and that is where I share my book as well as um, a tip for using books with our kids. So the book that I wanted to share is called Owl Babies and it's just a really sweet board book that talks about a mom leaving the nest and the little Albert babies being nervous and just the fact that moms always come back, which is a really sweet message for little toddler aged kids. Um, but the tips I wanted to give were um, one that, you know, as we're teaching kids with books, it's worth remembering that we also have amazing stories in our lives and that we can use those stories to teach our kids um, maybe about times when we were sad or nervous or we were bullied or we lost something. Um, I think stories like that can go a long way in teaching little kids how to manage situations. So if you're having a trouble with your kids or a struggle they're going through, Try to think back to your childhood and a story you can share with them and even record it or write it down. Um, that can be super special for your kids in the future and their grandkids or kids and your grandkids. And then my second tip is just to be aware as you're reading books that um, you're in charge. And if there's something in a book that you don't necessarily agree with, even wording, um, you know, I've been reading books to my kids where they're still saying things like, um, you know, he's a bad boy or that that food is, you know, junk food, you know, like villainizing food or, you know, just things that we try to be aware of, verbiage that we try not to use in our family. And you can omit those things as you're reading. You can adapt a classic or an old story to better fit your needs. So those are my two tips and a book that I'm loving. And as we cut into the audio that was recovered, you are going to hear Terilyn and Caitlin sharing their favorite books um, and going into some of their favorite tips as well. All right. We hope you enjoy this one. Let's find the magic. Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Felicia did a great job and she chose one, like our assignment was. Um, I chose five. <laughs> but I narrowed it down from like 10. So this is, this is, a, this is 
like I'm showing discretion here. Okay, so I'm just going to, two of them I'm not even going to spend time on because we have actual whole episodes dedicated to them. But I think when we're talking about books that, I mean, guys, this is my, uh, I just love books so much. Like I just start getting so excited about them. These two, if we're talking about teaching kids things, I just feel like I can't leave these two books out. But again, I won't actually spend time on them. One is I Said No by Kimberly King. And it's about having a conversation with your kids about private parts and how to, it's really kind of like helping them make sure that they don't get coerced into having somebody do something to their private parts that is not good. So that's unhealthy. So anyway, the first time I read it to my kids, actually, it's just that she just does it in this really great way and she kind of gives them a plan and there's not like fear in it and it's, there's no shame in it. It's just really nice. The first time I read it to my kids, like the conversations that we had were really eye opening, and I was like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to read this every periodically to their kids because my kids had had not like traumatic experiences, but like they had had a couple things that just came up as we were talking about it. You know, they go through what a threat is and what a bribe is and it's really, really helpful. And again, there's not like shame or fear in it. It's really good. Um, and you okay, know, also get a little plan at the end. So how old, cause obviously like how old do you think, like, could I start reading it now with a three-year-old? Like, do you yeah, think it totally. work for that young? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's written by a mom whose five-year-old at a friend's house had had an experience where the friend was trying to force him to do something and he didn't know what to do. So he went into the bathroom and he just like cried because he didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? So it's written for really little kids. So I think a three-year-old you could totally have the conversation with. And I mean, obviously read it first if you want to leave something out. But I mean, little kids, they don't know what a threat is. They don't. When if a kid says, I'm going to hurt your brother if you tell, they think that they're being serious. You know, they think that they're, that that's really going to happen. So, so good. Yeah. The other one is we have an entire episode for this too. So I'm not going to, I'll link the episode. There's good pictures, bad pictures by Kristen Jensen. It's just about helping again, having a healthy conversation with our kids about um, just pictures. And we live in an age where they're showing all sorts of pictures and it's helping them not accidentally see stuff that we don't want them to see. Okay. Now this one, uh, I've also talked about this one, but it's just so good. I can't leave it out guys. It's called you got dragons by Catherine cave. Uh, and it's still, I mean, I still probably read it. I don't know. Once every few weeks to my kids, it's just so good. Maybe once a month, but it's literally about emotions, but it's in the form of dragons. So when you're feeling down, you've got dragons and it's just like the funnest way I've ever seen somebody approach what to do when you're feeling really, really big emotions. You first, you try to ignore it and that doesn't work. And you're just living in its shadow and you're trying to take a math test, but the dragon's there, you know, it's just does such a good job. And then in the end, it gives you really great tools on how to deal with your dragons. You name the dragon. So you might have a math test dragon, you know, you might have a depression dragon, whatever it is, you name them, you recognize them. And then they turn into small dragons again. And sometimes they become big again. And But it's okay because you know what to do. And it's funny. Like there's funny parts of it. Oh my gosh. It's just so good. Honestly, I think adults should read You've Got Dragons. Because there's sometimes where I am like, I'm like going through my day and I'm like, I've got dragons. I've got dragons today. Hmm. You know, what am I going to name this one? Tabitha. Cough, cough. You know, whatever it is. Like I just, Tabitha's my strongest dragon. So my most common dragon. She's my... Um, my insecurity ego. 
So anyway, but what I'm saying is it's really awesome. I love it. Okay, now on to two more. One is just a fun, we're talking, you know, learning stuff, but just a really cute, 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 cute illustrations. And any, I would say this can go down to your smallest kid and all my kids love it. It's called Love Monster by Rachel Bright. And it's just a really cute story about a little monster who lives in a place of all cute things, but he's a monster and he doesn't feel like he is. So he goes out looking for love and it's just cute. It's really funny how he, how he goes about looking for it. And in the end, when he's not expecting it at all, he finds his love and she's this darling little monster. And anyway, it's really, really cute. And it's just about how cute. Yeah. It's just about how, um, we kind of can accept ourselves and anyway, it's really cute. And, but okay. But I figured since I'm the only one here with older kids that I would be remiss if I were to not include an older kid book. So those are my little kid books, except for you've got dragon, which is dragons, which is also for adults because it's amazing but it's written as a kid book. Okay. This next one is, I loved it as an adult. It's written for, I think it's written for like middle-aged school kids. Lydia, my daughter read it first and she recommended it to me and I read it and guys, I'm not kidding you. I think it's, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can't, this is hard for me to say, but maybe top 10, maybe top 20 books of my life, which is, I love a lot of books. (laughs) That's saying something, but it's called Words on Fire by Jennifer Nielsen. And it is historical fiction about in Lithuania, Russia has taken over Lithuania so many times, but in this particular time, they were trying to squash out their culture, their religion, their language. And so they were forcing them to speak Russian, not Lithuanian. And it's based on the true events of book smugglers because the Russians would burn the Lithuanian books. And there were book smugglers who would bring in Lithuanian books and then people would hide them in their basements and it was like little secret libraries and people could come and get a Lithuanian book and then return it and so many of these people ended up paying for it with their lives their houses were burned I mean it's just so powerful and these kids in in history helped with it and so it's a story of courage and it's a story of the power of books and it's a story about the power of language and story. And it makes me cry because it shows what people give up for things they believe in. So for me, I think there is power in story. When you read about somebody being brave, it, I think it helps us be brave. And at the very end of it, she says, it's one of my favorite lines of any author's note at the end of a book she says you know thank you you know she's thanking all sorts of people and she says because what are we and I don't this is an exact quote but but what are we besides a compilation of all the books we've read the characters we've loved and the people that we have loved in real life and that's true for me I am a result of people who I've loved experience that I've had and that includes books so I don't know why I'm being so emotional about this book, but I really love it. And it just teaches so many good things. So it's a book that you can read to your younger children or your older kids. They can actually read it themselves. So I would say, I mean, depending on your kid's reading level, probably anything over fifth grade, like fifth grade and up could probably handle it. 
but for my younger kids, like I read it to them. It's really, really good. Yeah. I have also read Words on Fire because of your recommendation, Carolyn, and I agree. I'm so good. I haven't read any of those other books, and I'm really excited to read them to Emma, but I do love Words on Fire, and I love, yeah, I love these stuff. Um, my couple things, I wanted to just kind of add on to what both you and Felicia said. Um, I love what Felicia said about using our own stories. I think there's such, I think there's a lot of power in using our own stories, and um, my dad, mine and Terrilyn's dad, is a really good example of this. He has actually written a couple of books with his grandkids in mind about either his own, you know, his own stories growing up and different experiences. And then also he even has a story about kind of more of an experience that his grandpa had. And it's cool because he's written them. And then my mom is really cute. She's done some of the illustrations for the book and he actually had the books printed. I think he used, you know, one of those, just, you can go online and use one of them, but they actually like printed the books for the grandkids. And I have to say, it's amazing because those, so we have two, so he, at least as far as I know, there's two of those books. One's called Piggy and the Tomcat. And the other one is Hercules and the Peacock. Hercules is the name of one of his hunting dogs that he had growing up. And anyway, and it's really cute because Emmett, I am not kidding you. Those are his favorite books. He asks for them every day. We do read both of those books every day and he loves them. Like he loves them. And I think he loves that it has my dad, like it has Papa in it. And he, I, there's something about the story that he just loves. And so I think it's really cute because I think there's a lot of ways that this can look like telling your own stories. But I think that's a really cool idea too, of even using, you know, if it's ancestors stories and if you want, you can either tell it just verbally, but you can't even go as far as to like write it in, in its own book and do it for your kids or your grandkids. And I think, I think that's something really cool that our parents have done and I really like it. And growing up, our parents even made each of us a book where we were the main character. And again, if that's something that really calls to you, I think that's really cool. But that was something that at least Terrilyn, I think, and I think you feel the same. I like loved the book that was about me. I thought it was oh so gosh. cool. And yeah. I love, love, loved it. And I can still remember Parker's. And if I remember right, they had to go to a lot of effort to get theirs printed and bound. But now with photo books, yeah, you can just literally, I mean, you can use it with pictures of your own kids, but tell it like a story and it's amazing. Yeah. I, I yeah. totally agree with that. That's a really fun. And dad also did, have you read his one about the legend of Francis Peak with the, like the stone giants and the fairies and stuff? Oh yes. Yes. I forgot yeah. about that, but yeah. It's like, cause um, we're legends as, cause legends are a really fun thing to talk about with kids. And so he made up a legend about um, the snow horse above our house that comes to the mountains every because you actually see a snow horse on the mountain and so he made up a legend about why it's there you know and mom hello i just we're gonna like something too because hers is actually on amazon you can't buy these books there's other books we just mentioned because they're just photo books but mom's book she has one about going to the dentist to actually teach your kids because she's a dental hygienist and so yes um yeah having your kids have a positive experience with the dentist so they're learning about it it's kind of like they're ahead of time kind of preparing themselves in a really positive way to go to the dentist and it's called i mean i'll link it but i think it's called let's go to the dentist by genie it Allen. says it's buffy bunny goes to the dentist that's what it's called but yeah we'll link it for sure but that's another one emmett loves that book and it actually really has created it's like a very good 
Yeah, because it's very, it's what it's what happens when you go to the dentist. And I feel like it's really good for kids. It was cute. I actually brought it with us when we went to the dentist and like kind of we like talked about it a little bit because then I was like, remember how Buffy Bunny, like then the dental hygienist is going to come down and say it's time. And then like when we sat in the chair. Anyway, so it was really cute because I feel like Emmett really grasped onto that. So I, I actually also really agree. I love that. Um, so we'll definitely link that. Um, so on top of those, I feel like other, the two books that I chose that I really loved, one of them is The Kissing Hand by Aubrey, Audrey Penn, sorry. And this is a book that my mom read to me when I was little and I loved it as a kid. And it's one of those things where the illustrations and still, I can still picture the little raccoon's eyes. And he has, at one point he has little tears coming out of him because it's him. He's going to school. So if, I think it's a really good one too. If you have kids that are either going to preschool or, you know, any sort of leaving situation, like whether it's daycare, preschool, going to actual like kindergarten, any, anything. Um, it's a really cute book for kind of dealing with leaving. And, um, and I feel like it's so cute. I love the illustrations and the whole thing is, you know, the mom kisses the little raccoons. It's a little raccoon and kisses his hand and has a kissing hand and he can take it with it, take it with him everywhere he goes. So he always has like his mom's kiss. And anyway, it's very cute. And me and my mom used to do that pretty much. I feel like probably all through elementary and I just really love that. So it's a really good memory for me. And I feel like it's very cute for kids that are dealing like just dealing with leaving in any way. I want to echo that one. My kids still every single day, but when I drop them, I mean, my oldest doesn't, but my younger three, we do kissing hands every single day. And if we forget just yesterday, Parker ran up to the car like he was like almost to the school and he like ran back because he forgot to give me his kissing hand. Oh, I love that. And it's yeah. kind of fun. You can add just a little tip that we've started doing. Well, we've done it for years, but I really like it. We do a kissing hand and then we do our own little, we've added our own little thing where we make the I love you sign. And then we like put our little fingers together after to make the infinity sign. And we say, I love you forever. Cause that's what I tell them at night to go to bed. So you can take the kissing hand and you can add to it to make it your own. And that same author has a really good one about welcoming new babies into the home after because the little raccoon, after he goes to school, then the next year, his mom has a baby. And it's all about how to receive the baby, (laughs) you know. Okay. Cool. If you want to add that to your repertoire, it's a good one from the same author. Okay. So Audrey Penn, I'm going to have to look at that one because that sounds really good. I can't remember what it's called, but. Okay. I like that. Well, we'll add it in the show notes as well. And Um, and then the other one. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to, before I forget, I'm sorry to interrupt you though. I just looked up my mom's book and it's called Let's Go to the Dentist by Jeannie Allen. Oh, okay. Just, you know, it's on Amazon. Um, okay. And then the other book that I just recently discovered, um, is called The Rabbit Listened. And it's by Corey Dorfeld. I hope I say saying that right. But um, it's really cute because it's about a little boy who he has this idea that he's going to build something really cool. So he has these blocks and he builds this beautiful castle of blocks. And then something happens and it comes down. And so he's devastated. And then it's cute because this series of animals comes to help him. So it's like first the chicken came and like wanted to help him talk about it anyway so each animal comes and does these different things but he's like I don't really want to do any of these things and finally this little rabbit comes and he just comes up to him and he sits by him and he doesn't 
like ask him to do anything. He doesn't ask him to talk about it or he doesn't try to get mad or anything. The rabbit just is there. And then as it goes on, the little boy then decides that he either wants to talk about it or he wants to get mad about it. Anyway, it goes through the whole thing. But the point is that the rabbit listened. And so it's kind of teaching this lesson that of like being a good friend and a good friendship and that listening is sometimes what we can do. So I think it's, it's kind of a, it's a really cute story and I feel like the illustrations are cute, but I also think it teaches a really cute message about being a good friend. And also just like, sometimes I think it really normalizes working through all the emotions when something really hard happens, like your block towers falling, but, and it can obviously apply to bigger things, but I think it's just really cute because the rabbit listens the whole time. And anyway, so I really liked that one. And I actually discovered, I want to add this since we're talking about all these books, if anybody hasn't heard of it, it's called brightly.com. Um, and all again, we can put it in the show notes, but it's actually really great because there they have this compilation of pretty much any topic or issue that you might be looking at with your kids. They have, you know, huge lists of books that you can look at, you know, if your kid is dealing with social things at school or maybe has a hard time leaving to go to school or whatever it may be, they have a whole list of books for pretty much any topic that you could think of. And so it's called Brightly. And um, anyway, I've really, I've really liked it. So that's another resource that if you're looking for good books for your kids, that's one that you can look at. So anyway, so this has been, I hope that you guys have enjoyed all these books. Um, as you can tell, we all feel really strongly about using books and reading books and the joy that it can bring into our connection with our kids. And so anyway, hopefully you guys have enjoyed this and can maybe use some, some of these with your own families. So let's find the magic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, just a quick reminder to use code FINDTHEMAGIC to receive $50 off any Gab wireless device, watches, phones. Let's keep our kids safe on tech as they go back to school, but also safe and aware of where they are. So again, that's Gab Wireless with code FINDTHEMAGIC. You can receive $50 off any device. <coughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> Brown cows.